Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 207. So if you're constantly looking around to other people for your permission, you're never going to get it. So realize the fact that you are here is your permission and you can give yourself that validation. You can give yourself that go ahead to move forward. If you have an idea, that idea came to you as permission to go forth. So that's how I look at it. We've really got to realize like the permission comes from ourself. And if that's not quite aligned, then look to the permission from something greater than you because that's really powerful. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody, and in today's episode, we're continuing in on our spiritual entrepreneur series with Gypsy of All Trades. Danielle Mercurio. She is paving the way for self-help and spirituality to be recognized as a sustainable force within a modern society. As a confidence coach, meditation teacher, and speaker, she empowers entrepreneurs and individuals to be successful, intentional, and live life on purpose. She's known for being real, incorporating lots of laughs, captivating storytelling, and unfiltered advice, Danielle draws upon her own journey of self-discovery and leaving her corporate safety net behind to build a booming business and live a life that she's constantly in awe of. Danielle is a certified Gabby Bernstein coach. I met her in Kripalu at level two of Spirit Junkie Masterclass. She blew me away. We had so much fun at level two. And if you're interested in taking level one, so you can join us next time at level two in person, I'm super excited to announce that today, Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital is live. So if you've been thinking about it, you have one week to take action. Enrollment is open at spiritjunkienation.com. If you haven't heard me talk about it, which I'm sure you have, if you're a listener of this show, Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital, it's a life-changing course where you'll gain the confidence and business-building tools you need to live your highest purpose, make an impact, and earn for your great work. So in the Masterclass, you take courses with Gabby, and she has some really inspiring speakers. So not only are you learning from New York Times bestselling author, Gabby Bernstein, who's been a spiritual coach and speaker for years now, you're also going to learn from some amazing individuals. I know I say amazing a lot, but they are truly amazing. Some of my favorite courses are Amplify Your Abundance with Elena Brower. If you don't know who she is, look her up right now because you're going to be obsessed just like I am. There is the Spiritual Social Media course with Jordan Bach. He is one of my favorite people to follow. Go look him up right now too. There's also How to Create Your Digital Course with Derek Halpern. This is one of my favorites because 
digital courses is how so many people that I know have been able to leave their nine to five, leave their corporate job, leave something that was no longer serving them, leave their clients who were no longer serving them and create something really heart centered where they are able to teach their tribe what they know in a loving and authentic way. There's also Gala Darling, who teaches how to turn your blog into your business. Another good one if you love to write, if you love to travel, if you love to state your opinions on things. There are just so many good courses. I watch some of them over and over again. So if you're interested, pop over to spiritjunkienation.com. Let me tell you some of our bonuses that you're going to get from us if you decide to join Spirit Junkie Masterclass. So the first thing you're going to get is my podcast secrets class, which is marketing and monetization success strategies. It's a digital course where I teach you exactly what we did to launch the Food Heals podcast so that you can do the same thing too and speak to your tribe authentically about whatever it is that you believe in. So we're going to talk about how to build relationships with listeners. We're going to talk about how to get sponsors. We're going to talk about how to do giveaways. We're going to do unique marketing strategies that no one else is talking about because I literally made these up. We're going to talk about monetization strategies to create passive income, how to throw unforgettable parties, and there's going to be some bonus social secrets and social media content as well. So that's going to be absolutely free to you if you sign up. You're also going to get six powerful manifestation meditations, all read and written by the gorgeous, the incredible Susie Hardy. They're all about peace, abundance, gratitude, money, true love, confidence, all those good things. So we've got be the love you seek, your body can heal yourself, release anxiety to finally find peace, attract abundance, remove creative blocks, and get clarity on a question by asking for a sacred science. You're going to get all those six meditations straight to your inbox. You're also going to get a 60-minute coaching call with best-selling author Laura Peterson from Copy That Pops. Her books are awesome. I'm obsessed with them. How to Grow Your Podcast Brand and Business with Compelling Copy was her first one. And her second one is all about permission to write a best-selling book. So if you have a story to share and you want to write a book, she can help you do just that and not only write it and publish it, but make it a best-selling book. So that's a one-hour strategy session with her that usually costs $650. So that's a great value add. That's included, totally free. She's not going to try to sell you on anything. But of course, if you want to work with her in the future, you're absolutely welcome to. I've worked with her a lot. She has helped me turn my copy into gold. And she's helping me with my two current book projects that I'm working on. You're also going to get six months access to the Food Heals VIP Club. Those are our VIP podcast episodes, never before heard interviews. So There's so many of those. I'm not going to go through them right now. I'll go through them at another episode for sure. You're also going to get the Creative Wealth Digital Course with Eco Vegan Gal, Whitney Lordson. You know her. She's a frequent co-host and guest of the show. You know that she helps content creators learn financial strategies alongside like-minded entrepreneurs who want to make money doing what they love. She's going to give you the support, the motivation, and practical tools you need to take your online brand to the next level. I took her course years ago now. And it really, really helped me. I learned so much about content and consistency and really how to leverage my knowledge and turn it into a business and a brand. The last one is my absolute favorite. I know a lot of Food Heals Nation members have gotten this before, but the last thing you're going to get is a vegan organic swag bag shipped to your door. I've got brand new products this year that I've never had before. I'm so excited about them. So our favorite health and beauty products are going to be shipped straight to your door 
once you sign up. And I just want to add that there's no risk. If you take the course and it's not for you, there is a refund policy. So really, what do you have to lose? You're also going to get some amazing bonuses from Gabby, which I will go over next time, but you're going to get coaching calls with her and some incredible courses in addition to Spirit Junkie Masterclass. And you've heard me talk about what this has done for me, for my business, for my life, but I'll just go through a few of the things that happened after I took just level one. And now, you know, I've taken levels two and three and worked with Gabby and mentored under Gabby. So I've gone next level. You don't have to. Spirit Chunky Masterclass level one is enough to get you to a place that you may not even be able to see right now until you take the course and realize, oh my gosh, there's so much more possible for me, for my vision, for my life, for my brand, whatever it is that you really want to create in the world. So when I took my first course, I really had no idea why I was taking it. I had no idea about the transformation that was going to occur. Um, But I learned from Gabby how to take aligned action steps towards my goals. This helped me release trauma, release blocks, release I'm not good enough, release all this stuff that was holding me back from living my dreams and fully stepping into my power as a podcaster, as a speaker, as an author, as a retreat leader, all of the things that I'm doing now that I was not doing before. Yes, I had a film production company and I still do. And I'm super grateful for that. And I'm super grateful for what I've created. But now I have a new life that didn't exist. Three years ago, this did not exist. There was no podcast. There were no retreats. There were no books in the works. I wasn't speaking on stages across the United States and Europe, but now I am. And this is because I let go of what was holding me back. So if you're sitting there and you're like, I have a dream, I want to create something. It doesn't have to be what I created. It can be anything that you want to create. Spirit Chunky Masterclass is going to help you with practical tools and guidance, but also the spirituality stuff that you may not have been able to get to yet on your own. This course is truly going to help you as it helped me. Go to spiritchunkynation.com, get all the details to sign up. If you have more questions, just email me. You know where it's at, info at foodhealsnation.com. You can post in our Facebook group if you have questions, foodhealsgroup.com. So let me know if you want some more information. Also check your emails. Make sure you're on our email list. I'll send lots more info by email because I really want to get to today's guest because we had so much fun. Next up, my interview with Danielle Mercurio. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. So uh, I started going on dates again, and uh, what's interesting, again, when you're, when you're in the spiritual community, when you're a light worker, when you're a coach, I'm going on these dates, and, and you know, I'm looking for a partner here, I'm looking for a boyfriend, I'm looking for, you know, some, some activation, and <laughs> what I was finding was I was getting into coaching mode with them, right? Um, I, one guy, he's like, he was an entrepreneur, he needed help with his social media, and next thing I know, I'm on there, like, helping him increase his social media following. There was another guy who was, like, going through a job interview, I helped him with his cover letter, like, and I'm like, what's going on here? I'm doing all this, like, work here for, like, a beer, right? I should be invoicing these people. Like, the next day, he was like, I don't think it's going to work out with us, but I did get that job. All right, so that was a clip from one of Danielle's spiritual stand-up comedy gigs. Danielle has spoken at events across the country, inspiring people back into their greatness by igniting their truth. She's also at the forefront of bringing comedy into the self-help space, as you can tell, and she has her one-woman show, Gypsy Unplugged, and a podcast series, which I adore, 
called Gypsy After Hours. Welcome, Danielle. Hey, I'm happy to be here. So glad to have you. Feels good. It feels good to be on the other side. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's how I am when I do interviews. I'm like, wait, I don't have a script. <laughs> So you're a kundalini yoga teacher. You're a spiritual coach. You do stand up. You're a comedian. I mean, what can't you do, girl? Yeah, I, I always say I'm just a gypsy of all trades. Oh, I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. And it just seems like anything I have my eye on, it's like I want to learn it and I want to master it. And then I'm going to teach it in some capacity. You've been this entrepreneurial force for years now. You've been doing your stand-up. We met in 2016 at Spirit Junkie Masterclass Level 2, and you got up there and you did this amazing routine. You had us dying laughing. But tell us about that journey because you weren't always a stand-up. You weren't always a spiritual coach. How does how did your journey go? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would say my journey initially um, from a very early age, you know, we all have those kind of dreams when we're little and we're like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. And then everyone's like, yes, this is how we're going to shut you down and tell you you can't. You know, for me, I, I always kind of saw myself as a performer in some way or some kind of, you know, I used to dream up of being a talk show host and things of that nature. But it just always felt very out of reach to me. And it always kind of felt like, well, I guess that's okay for other people, but it's just not going to be my path. And like, for some reason, I didn't win that lottery in this life. So I'm just going to do what I'm told. I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. So I spent a lot of my life growing up and even, you know, post-college just kind of trying to be in the world of, I'll just do what I'm supposed to. And when you do that and it's not aligned with who you are, it catches up to you. And so, you know, a lot of my journey was just, you know, of trying to avoid the feelings of discomfort of not feeling aligned to my life, feeling like I was showing up for the world and not really showing up for myself. And definitely started to move towards, you know, escapism through partying and, you know, anything that could distract myself. You know, I, I wouldn't say there was anything in particular, but I was like, if this will let me like feel high for a moment or distracted or release some kind of good juju, um, I'm in. And um, of course, it was all things that were not in my highest uh, interest. And so, you know, after doing that for so long, right, like it catches up to you and you kind of have that fall. And it was a fall where I really realized I had to listen. And, and and it was a fall that allowed me to be like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on with my life, but I know this isn't right. And in that mess, there was like permission to explore the other side. And that's what I started doing. And what did that look like for you? I feel like most of us who, and not everyone, but most of us who go on this spiritual quest to figure out who they are and what they want to do in the world, they usually hit some sort of rock bottom and then they come out of it. And everyone has a different rock bottom and everyone has a different story of how they came out of it. So I just love to hear yours. Yeah. So, well, my rock bottom, um, I was maid of honor for a friend's wedding and I was not doing a very good job. And I was drinking too much. I was hooking up with too many no, of the girls. What do you mean? Men. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Somebody else is getting married, you know, cue the drinks, cue the not one, but two right. groomsmen. So <laughs> yeah. Girls. yeah, yeah, that was my night. And I thought, you know, in theory, it was a great time, but I took it too far. Right. And when you take it too far, um, you can create a scene. And, you know, I, I definitely did some things that I wasn't proud of. And I realized 
Uh, I was going to lose that friendship. I was going to, you know, lose my integrity, you know, what little bit I even had. And I just felt like that was the last straw of the mornings of waking up and being like, what did I do last night? Or, oh, like, I can't believe I did that. But like, that was the last time, Danielle. Like, there were so many times where I'd be like, oh, that's the last time you're ever going to act that way. But like, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it in check, you know, because I didn't know any other way. So then that was, you know, that incident that happened at the wedding was a catalyst to be like, all right, well, let me try therapy. And I had been in and out of therapy before, but like, I never really took it seriously. And for some reason this time I got matched with the right person and it took, you know, and, and she recommended a group therapy. I started doing that, which was really helpful. And I realized, you know, for me, I started reading about things like self-love and being more positive, but like that wasn't working for me. But I realized though, I was like, okay, this self-love positive stuff, there's no way I can even grasp this right now because like, I don't even like myself. So I'm going to take all this information. I'm going to dumb it down so that I can just show up and be like in self. Okay. So I started kind of cultivating this process of not self-love, but self-okay. Like today, I love that so much because like sometimes it feels too far of a reach mm-hmm. to be like, I love myself. Mm-hmm. And if you're in that deep, dark pit and you're reading the spirituality self-help shit, sometimes you can't get there yeah. and you can't possibly. So I love that. Let me just get to I'm okay. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. And it's like, okay, because like trying to look in the mirror and be like, I love myself, you just can't even feel it. It just feels like such a lie. And so I did the work of just looking in the mirror and be like, okay, what if I just said you're okay? And I found a, a little bit of comfort in that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to work with this. So every day was just kind of a journey of just accepting that I was okay, accepting that, you know, I just had to be present and get through the day. And that was really my only uh, role. I mean, I did have a job that supported me and I was able to, even with like all the shit I was doing on the side, I was still able to kind of show up for that job. And I used to be an executive assistant for in corporate. And so I still was able to do my job. So it was supporting me and I was just showing up for this okayness and eventually it started to turn and started to move into, I like myself. And what was the catalyst for that was when I started to do meditation. I never meditated before. I grew up Catholic and and we don't meditate. We, um, <laughs> we judge ourselves instead. So I, you know, I never really explored meditation, but through kind of being in that space of learning how to be okay, learning how to be present, I started to explore meditation. And when I explored meditation, that's where I I took the next step. And I started to actually like myself when I would sit with myself in meditation, I actually realized you're not so bad. There's actually something to this. And I started to kind of connect to that source, that spirit that people talk about, that soul experience. I started to have that through meditation. So meditation was where I started to kind of grow and expand more and move into that journey of, oh, you know, there's some things that that I could like about myself and started to play with that. And then it just really started to kind of move at a faster pace from that point. And then, you know, yeah, it turned into the self-love piece. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. I need to be helping other people, which then led into me, you know, becoming a life coach and kind of going through that journey of, okay, great. Now I'm a life coach. I'm here to help people. And then I found another rock bottom of like, well, now what? Like I'm a life coach, but how do I help people? And so that was crazy too. And so um, going back to meditation really quick, because I don't want, I want everyone listening to think that this is achievable for them. And I know that meditation can be hard for a lot of people. Can you give us some tools of like how you get into your meditation? Is it guided meditation? Is it music? Is it silence? Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of the above. So (laughs) (laughs) me too. Is it Kundalini? Yeah, Yeah, all the things. It kind of depends on the day. But I would say in the beginning, when I was in that space of 
learning self-acceptance, I found for me the best thing that I could do was just sit and be quiet for like five minutes and not judge myself if I was thinking the entire time. Because I think sometimes there's this uh, pre- conceived notion that meditation is supposed to be where you completely go blank and zen out. And that's not always the case. So I'd say if you're new to meditation, the first thing is to just take three to five minutes to just sit and notice how you feel. Notice what's going on. Notice how your body is responding. If thoughts start to come through, it's okay. I used to ask them to leave. I would pretend there was like a party in the back room. And I'm like, hey, there's a party in the back. Go over there, right? And I would just gently nudge them out of my existence. And the more that I did that, the more it came to me a little bit easier. So I found that before I was able to kind of do the guided meditations and kundalini and all the other ones that I've gotten into, I found that there was something about just learning how to sit with myself for three to five minutes. And when thoughts came to be, let them go. And I did that literally every day for months upon months. And it really grew my practice. And so that I found that I was able to do meditation when I wasn't meditating. So I was able to find that stillness at my cubicle when I was having a really bad day at work. I was able to just sit and be like, these aren't my thoughts right now. Let them be, just be present. I could kind of learn how to make meditation work for me when I wasn't on the cushion. So that's what I like to do in the beginning. But I think, you know, there are a lot of methods out there. Don't be afraid to try a few things out and see what works for you. Totally agreed. And let's go into Kundalini because I know that you have taken the teacher training mm-hmm. with Grimuk. And I have found for me, the only way to get to that really, it's taken me the deepest places I've ever been, that type of breathing, Kundalini, Breath of Fire, and the Wim Hof method. And any kind of really deep breath work is the only way that I can get to my deepest parts of me, whether they're dark or bright and beautiful, it takes me somewhere different. So can you talk a little bit about that and what it's what it's done for you? Absolutely. So yeah, Kundalini Yoga, I definitely resisted it at first because for me, I was attaching to the yoga piece too much and yoga intimidated right. me, right? I was like, I'm not... I'm not a yogi. I'm a meditator. I'm not a yogi. I didn't like being in the room with other people and people's hands on me. And and it's so funny because now I like love it. Like whenever I'm in a yoga class, I'm like, touch me all you want, please. Like do (laughs) do all the things, Um, which is like, yeah, it's so inappropriate in these times. But I'm like, touch me. It's cool. No, I'm like, oh, I'll take the pat down at the airport. I don't care. Yeah, bring it, bring it. Uh, I need all the love that I could get. So (laughs) Kundalini though, I did resist because I was attaching it to the yoga. And the problem is if you Google Kundalini yoga, some weird stuff comes up. It is is some freaky shit. And Oh my God. And I just have to say it was just in this documentary about this crazy cult and they were practicing Kundalini yoga. And I was like, oh my God, you're giving it such a bad name, but I might've joined the cult in the seventies. I know. I know. It was 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 it wild wild country yes yeah. wild wild country. yeah so good it's sheila good man let me tell you oh whew. sheila i love sheila I love she's sheila. crazy yeah she's like crazy my spirit man. animal so oh my god so good if anyone hasn't seen this documentary go watch it but don't let it give no. kundalini meditation and free love a bad name because there are good aspects of that but that cult went crazy yeah all because of sheila totally and it's like everything in moderation for all of this right so kundalini so i resisted at first and even when i started to follow gabby bernstein she was in her teacher training when i first started following her so i was like oh let me try it and i still was like really nervous about it and then my mm-hmm. yearly horoscope came out and it was like you should do kundalini yoga and I was like, well, wow. I can't defy my horoscope. So uh, 
my horoscope knows better than me. Exactly. And so I went to my first class. I was living in New York City at the time. I went to Kundalini East. Um, they had like a 30 days for $30. So I was like, I'm in. I fell in love with it because it was a, like you're saying, it's a more enhanced version of meditation. What Kundalini is based on certain practices of Sikhism, um, but it also blends in Western psychology and breath work. And so what you're doing is, is the poses in Kundalini Yoga and the breath work that you do and the certain mantras that you chant are all activating your being at a cellular level. So you are literally remodeling the way that you think and operate in the world when you do and partake in kundalini yoga. And usually what happens in a kundalini yoga class, there'll always be an intention. So for example, you may be doing a class, they call it a kriya, a kriya to enhance your intuition. So when you're doing this kriya and you're doing these exercises and this breath work to enhance your intuition, things may come up, good things, bad things, elevated things, right? And intuitive things. So kundalini is a different yoga in the sense that you never really know what you're stepping into. There's so many different kinds of kriyas and classes and there's such a range. So it's always an experience. And I appreciate that because it really can get into the range of you and who you are. It can release a lot of deep blocks and it can also open you up to way more possibilities. I mean, I've had so many prosperous moments because of certain meditations and mantras I've done together. I've had so many awarenesses about, you know, old stories and things of that nature. So not only is it a a meditative uh, yogic tool, it's also a psychological one, which is pretty awesome. That is so cool. And I love the way that you described it because it makes so much sense. And not only is this something that you can do in class, but you can do this at home too. I find I go deeper in class because there is more kind of pressure to participate because everyone else is doing it, honestly. But you can do this at home too. You can spend three minutes in the morning and three minutes at night and things will start to shift. And when I practice regularly, things do shift. And I have had those moments. And when I get away from the practice, I do feel that I'm not as Um, happy or productive or whatever it may be that I'm trying to achieve at the time. It's like a vision board for me. It's like what happens in those sessions are very, can be very deep and very visionary and can help keep me on my path and also keep me at peace. Yes. Yes. That's a big part of it. Yeah. You're creating literally this cellular grid and every class is just helping you move through it. It's creating more mile markers on the path and it does bring you calm within that. I definitely have found that it's helped me work with my ego. It's helped me manage my stress and it's helped with impatience. Um, It doesn't mean that because you do Kundalini, certain things will happen overnight, but if it can teach you that patience, then things actually will happen faster for you. Yeah. And let's talk about that because I feel like it's really a good, a good tool for manifesting. So Mm -hmm. I believe that we can manifest our desires, but we have to come from a place of love, peace, empowerment, and not a place from judgment or feeling fear or being small or any of those things. And so I actually have a clip from our course. I want to play for you and just get your take on it, manifesting what we desire, how to do it, how you've experienced it. I would love to get your thoughts. And so that's been my experience. My experience with media has been such that I have had this beautiful divine order where I have seen all of these things line up at the divine right time. And as many of you know, you know, I've been sitting next to Oprah on my meditation pillow for a decade, literally. Like in my meditation, I'd bring her in and be like, what up, oh? And we would just hang. And, and I would hold the vision and remember the same way that I felt the feeling and the magnitude of what I love for you, I would just feel the gratitude and the love that I have for her for the work that she was doing in the world. You get the phone call and it's like, hi, it's the Oprah show, we want you on the show. And I was like, thanks, I've been waiting for your call for like 10 years, I'm so happy you called. <laughs> but, but it was like, I didn't actually feel like I'd been waiting for it, I had just been getting ready for it. 
And that's the thing, is like if you think like, oh, I'm not getting the recognition that I need yet, I'm not getting the media that I need yet, or I'm not getting the endorsements that I need yet, it's because your container isn't strong enough yet to hold the magnitude of what that is. And I mark my words, if that Oprah show had come one month sooner, I would have been screwed. I needed my, my ego to be out of that. I needed my business to be able to hold that. I needed the preparation for that, right? So really paying attention to the fact that it doesn't have to be on your time. Remember what my friend said, it's not your business, it's God's business. You're a servant of something fucking unstoppable. And so the same thing goes for the media. It is not your media, it is God's media and you're the servant of something fucking unstoppable. So just humbly wait. You plant those seeds, you set those intentions, you hold those prayers, and you let them go. The key to manifesting anything is in the release. The key is in the full release. The full release. That is where the manifestation happens. So the key is in the full release. Mm. What's your take on that? I literally just wrote that down. Um, so yeah, the full <laughs> release. <laughs> I'm like, full release, this is important. I know, and we took that class together, so mm -hmm. we already should know this, I know, right? I know, but I'm... But I can listen over and over again and be like, oh, new information. Totally, every time. Because again, as you evolve, you you know take on new perceptions of things. So full release, what I have come to understand with that in the space that I'm in now um, is, of course, that surrender of... This will come to form, you know, in my highest good at my divine time. I absolutely believe that. So like Abby was saying, kind of being in that space where you know this is happening and the time, place, order, whatever it may be, that's not up to you. It's just up to you to kind of embody it and trust it and act as if it's already in form. And it also comes like what you were saying from that space of love and peace and trust. And in addition, I think full release is literally releasing that, that thing that you're looking to manifest saying, okay, I trust so deeply that I'm going to offer this up and say, you take it from here. And I'm trusting from love. And I'm also trusting from a pure place that does not hold any projections that do not serve me. Because I find that what happens is we can release and we can say, go for it. I surrender. But if we're still silently projecting some old wounds or some like, I'm not good enough stuff, then it can't fully come to form. So when she says full release, I believe in releasing from love and trust, but also from a place of I've also kind of wiped away any of those old stories that may be quietly going on in the background that could be slowing things down. Yes. And I know that you like to talk about giving ourselves permission to go for our dreams. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about how that's shown up in your life and what you've done? Because I know you went from corporate world, right, yeah. to a total badass entrepreneur. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. I'm rocking my three years uh, out of corporate, which is pretty good. Amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It feels good. So the full permission piece, I feel like so often we look to other people to give us that validation that, okay, yes, I am enough. Yes, I am good. Yes, I can move forward. And what happens is if we're constantly trying to move forward in that fashion. We're never really moving at the speed that we're capable of. We're never really tapping into our higher self. We're not really relying upon a higher power. We're relying on an outside power and an outside power will only slow our role. 
So what I came Mm -hmm. to realize, yeah, especially when I first got into coaching and I realized, you know, I had to create my own business and whatnot, I found myself creating it for other people as opposed to creating it in alignment with what I saw for myself as a coach, as a speaker, et cetera. So when I say, you know, you have permission, I want you to realize like the fact that you're here right now, living, breathing, moving is your permission. The fact that universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, granted you the, the life that you have right now is all the permission you need. So if you're constantly looking around to other people for your permission, you're never going to get it. So realize the fact that you are here is your permission and you can give yourself that validation. You can give yourself that go ahead to move forward. If you have an idea, that idea came to you as permission to go forth. So that's how I look at it. We've really got to realize like the permission comes from ourself. And if that's not quite aligned, then look to the permission from something greater than you, because that's really powerful. Oh my God. I love it. Preach girlfriend. I'm just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. But like this shows up all the time. And I feel like we live in a time where this is truer than ever, because right now we do not have to have permission to start a YouTube channel, to start a podcast, to put our work out there, to do what we want to do, whether we want to sing, dance, preach, you know, spoken word, post pictures of beautiful food on Instagram, whatever it may be. No, you don't have to audition. You don't have to go on a job interview. No one has to say you're good enough. You're good enough because you have a passion and a desire. So how are you doing that in your life? Because you're a coach, you've got social media channels, you're going out there and doing stand-up comedy, which is one of the hardest things, in my opinion, I think to do. So talk about that. You obviously gave your permission to leave your corporate job, Mm -hmm. to go out on a limb and experience fully who you wanted to be in this world. Talk about that transition and really what that means now. Right. So, I mean, especially with leaving the corporate job, it got to a point where it would have been irresponsible for me to stay. Right. Initially, there was a point where the corporate job and the Gabby taught me this, you know, was investing in my future as an entrepreneur, as a coach, speaker, et cetera. So there was a level of responsibility that I needed in order to, you know, move my dreams forward. But then it got to a point where it was irresponsible to stay. And I know people listening are feeling that where they're kind of in that weird spot right now. They're like, I really should leave, but I don't know. And you've got to trust that if it feels irresponsible to your dreams to be somewhere else, then like get out of there. I guess that's how I felt. I felt like I had no choice anymore. Like once you do the work, once you show up for what you love, once you pursue your passion, it gets to a point where you literally don't have a choice anymore and you just have to do it. Like with the comedy, I didn't have a choice. Like growing up, people always were like, oh, you're funny. You're like, Danielle, you should be a comedian. And I'm like, like, what is that? Like, I didn't even know what that meant. You know, and I'm like, what do you want? Like, I don't, I don't understand this. And so, (laughs) so people would always tell that to me, but I never really understood what they meant or how to move it forward. And then what happened was as I started getting speaking events for coaching, the comedy would slip out. I wouldn't even try. Like I would just be up on stage. And then all of a sudden, like, I would just like be like joke after joke after joke. And I was like, where is this coming from? There was even an event that I was getting paid very well for. And it was like very corporate sponsors. And they like, like, I don't normally agree to this, but because it was a very like well-paid gig, they wanted my outline. They wanted to know what I was going to be talking about. They were like, it needs to be really serious. So I was like, all right. And the next thing I know, I'm up there like cracking jokes and I like couldn't help it. (laughs) And of course, like the audience loved it and like they loved it too. So what was happening was the universe was showing me like, Danielle, yes, you're an incredible speaker, but you're also funny. And like, you couldn't come to that realization yourself. So like we had to put you in platforms so that you could see it. 
And, you know, people were coming up to me and being like, oh my God, that was like so amazing, like such deep truth and you're hilarious. And so I was just like, there's something to this and this is an untapped market for the most part. I mean, there are definitely some other people that are doing it, but it's, it's pretty small percentage. So I was like, you know what? I like, feel like I have no choice. I got to give this a whirl where I just focus on uh, the comical part and see what happens. And I mean, it's incredible because you're really speaking to the people who need to hear it in such a fun and engaging way. I've seen you in person um, at you know level two with Gabby, and then I've watched your videos and you are so tapping into something so great because we are like, okay, we want to be healthy and we want to become these spiritual beings. And then we're talking the talk and walking the walk, but it's fucking hilarious. Okay. The things that we do to get there and we're meditating and doing all this shit, but you have to be able to laugh at yourself. And you do that in such a wonderful way. I mean, I was dying laughing when I saw you live and how did you get yourself up there? Was that one of the first times? Cause you said you've only been doing this for three years. That was like two years ago. Was that one of the first times you really put yourself out yeah, there? Yeah, that was, that was right after I think I did my first, I think it was only the second time I have done it in front of people on purpose, right? Like not including the times where it would just come out in regular speaking engagements. So yeah, it just, like, something comes over me and I just whip it out and I don't even, <laughs> that sounded funny. That's usually what, <laughs> what he says, but um. I really just flows and I'll have like what I'll do, you know, any comedian will just, they're observers. So I'm observing the community. I'm, I'm observing things that we do in our everyday life. And I'm like, how is this ridiculous to the outside world? And it's pretty easy to do that. And so once I kind of have my, my talking points or my beats, then I don't know, it it just happens. And there, there are so many times where I've done a set that really wasn't rehearsed that much, like crazy stuff came out. So I just go with it. Yeah, well, you've got a talent for it. And it sounds like it's just naturally inside of you. And it's amazing that you're able to now do this fully and not be scared of what people say. I mean, was there a time when you were terrified to get up there? You were scared of being judged? Totally. So it's interesting because the first, I think the very first time I was nervous and actually I did it um, at like the first soul camp. I had never done it at all. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And uh, it was never recorded. I have no evidence of it. There's actually other recordings that aren't out in the world yet that need to be. But I was nervous that time. And then once I did that and it felt good, I did a couple more and those felt good. Like the one I did at level two felt good. And uh, there was one I did in New York prior and that felt good. And then it came time to do it in LA. And because there was more hype around it, I got nervous. And I felt like I didn't perform as well that show because I was starting to play into the hype and the expectation of what it was going to be. Whereas I feel like the first couple shows, there was no expectations because people did not know what to expect. And then of course, you know, as buzz starts to grow and, you know, I'm calling myself, you know, Hey, I'm a, I'm a spiritual standup, you know, comedian, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, it puts some pressure on you. So I definitely did feel it that show. And I remember feeling off for it. And I remember not having as much fun. And I remember there weren't as many kind of candid jokes that came through. So I had to work with that for a little bit. So I kind of put it on pause just so I could sit with that and work with where that was coming from and why I was attached to the expectation. Of course, that came back to the whole, oh, you're making other people now give you permission to do this. Whereas before you just had to give yourself that permission. So kind of had to work with that a little bit, but it's back in flow. I haven't, I have a ship, my first show coming up in Philly in July, which is great. Oh, congratulations. I'll be in Philly in July. Oh, What's the uh, date? It's July, July 13th. <laughs> oh, darn. I will not be there. When are you going to be in Philly? I'll be there for a podcast movement, but it's hmm. the end of July. I'm going to that too. Shut yeah. up. I'll see you there. Yay. I mean, I live okay. in Philly. How could I not go? Yeah, um, you have to. Come. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'll see you there. Yay. 
I can't wait. All right. Let's talk about Bravo TV because that's my guilty pleasure. And that's your guilty pleasure. And Vanderpump Rules is like my jam. And I live down the street from Pump and Sir and all of the places and I can't get enough of Annie Cohen. So why is it? What's what's up with the guilty pleasures that we need oh, to have? I don't know. But speaking of the Vanderpump's reunion is like recording right now um, on the East oh, Coast. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man, when I was scheduling this, I literally was looking at that. And I was like, oh, this is the Vanderpump reunion time. It's a really big choice. It's a really big choice. Thank you for choosing me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank God for DVR. So what I think it is, and especially, I don't know, because for me, I find that we do a lot of work in the spiritual world and I do as a coach and, and even in Kundalini and even in standup, like we work hard and there's something about the release of being able to just have an experience of somebody else's life. And it's not even judgment because I think sometimes we, we misuse judgment. Sometimes I just look at it as like, I'm just going to observe the ridiculousness and the like chaos that is happening and like, just have fun with it and roll with it. And it just seems so like out of reach and far-fetched. It's just like, why not? Why not just have a good freaking time with this hot mess? And it's also like, I feel like the people that are into Bravo were like, hot mess past livers. I can relate to all yes, of that. Yes, I understand yeah. that. I relate to them. I understand where they're coming yeah. from, but it doesn't mean that I am that yes. or I vibrate on the same frequency, but yeah. it's a thrill to totally. watch. Totally. And I think Andy Cohen is just brilliant in the way that he has just really taken this all in. So not only like Vanderpump is more of like the hot mess side of things. And then he glamorizes, you know, with the housewives and like luxury and money and showing that like, they're all still freaking crazy. And there's just, I almost feel like we find, um, it helps us feel like reassured in a way like, Oh, like these housewives, they have all this money and they're even crazier than I am. Or these people like they're famous and like celebrity wannabes and like, they have their problems too. It almost is like, okay, like everyone has problems and it actually makes me feel right. better about myself. I agree. And I will never give up Bravo. No. As spiritual as I get. Nope. <laughs> Three's my <I> cable. <laughs> me too, girl. Me too. All right. Um, can you tell us about a meditation for busy people? Ooh, yes. So I totally believe <laughs> I totally believe in the power of quickies in general, specifically with meditations. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you can. Oh, I'm telling you, by the way, I've used meditation as like foreplay and like a pickup line with guys like come back over. OK, let's talk. Yeah. About- so I'll uh, you know, okay. what meditation would I teach them? Uh-huh. We'd be stroking some things that I'm not going to show here, but. I totally would, if I was talking to a guy and like we're hitting it off and whatnot, I would be like, oh, like you should come back over and I'll teach it to you. Like we, it's too noisy here, but come over, uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> teach you the meditation. I have, I have, I have done, I have been successful in doing that. So they'll come over, I'll, I'll meditate them and lead them through a certain meditation. I'll play music. I'll set up the scene. And then they're like, so like, you know, they feel great because I'm really good at leading meditations. And then it's just kind of like uh-huh. on from there. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. hot. So does it turn them oh on? Oh my God, it too? turns them on. They're like, first of all, they're calm, they're relaxed. They feel less stressed. So they're happy about all that. They're like, how did you do that? Like, I feel like so good. Men are really easy to meditate, by the way, just in general. Um, if anyone, like if anyone has a limiting belief around that, like, oh, I have men in my meditation class there. I actually think it's easier to meditate with men than it is with women sometimes. Um, they, they, yeah, I hear yeah, you. cause they're very one track mind. So it's easier for them to just kind of fall in unless they're super skeptical. But for the most part it's especially if they have some kind of connection with you and trust you in some capacity, I mean, trust you enough to come over to your house, then you can meditate them. So 
they just feel really good and relaxed. And then they're also like very impressed. And when a guy is impressed by you, I mean, that's, that's some good stuff. <laughs> that's poor play. That's poor play. <laughs> when a guy is impressed, like now you are like the prize, right? Cause it's like, Oh, I have totally like shown you like my value and why I'm so awesome. And like, I know that now you get to see why too. So what's a fun meditation that we could practice either with a date or with our boyfriends or with our husband? Like, can you give us something like sure. that? I know I asked about meditation for busy people, but this is, yeah, this is way more fun. Yeah. And I'd say really quick meditation for busy people. This is what you do literally for 30 seconds before you leave your house, before you reach for your keys, shake out your hands and your wrists for 30 seconds with your eyes closed, okay. deep breathing. Just do that for 30 seconds. I'm telling you, you will feel reset and you will have a better day. So do that before you reach for your keys. Handshake out, simple. But with, yeah, like with a partner or a date. So what I like to use when I use meditation, I like um, like EDM trance kind of music. So anything kind of trancey um, kind of has like a, a slow beat to it that just kind of, you know, not like porno music. Okay. I'm not like, I'm not like that crazy creepy, but I, I really like like Porter <laughs> Robinson. He has some really good tracks. And if it, you guys can follow me on Spotify, you can find some of my, my jams on there. What's your spot? Uh, so it should be under Daniel Mercurio, my name. Um, I'll give you the, the link, but I think if you search Daniel Mercurio, you should find me. Um, Kundalini groove. There's some good ones on that uh, playlist. I should just make one labeled man magnet. Ah, right? yes, man magnet meditations. I mean, you need to buy that domain yeah. right now before someone I'm else. Writing this down. <laughs> I'm okay. writing this down. Okay. <laughs> See, inspiration happens when you're podcasting too. You never know when it's going to happen. Never you never know when it's going to hit. You never know. So yes, something like that, something that has like a good beat to it. Don't, don't play like a Kundalini track. Like that's going to throw them off. Right. Or like anything like super Indian infused, like that might throw them off. You don't want them to think it's like weird or woo woo. Not when you're introducing them to this, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like one time I got a, I brought a guy over and, we, and I showed him my Ouija board. That was not, and I saged him. That was not a good idea. That was when I was still like <laughs> new to spirituality and I was introducing drinking again. That was not a good idea. So anyway, this is amazing. <laughs> Come over and let's play Ouija board and wait, let me sage. First. Yeah, I saged him. <laughs> and then I was like, who do you want to call in? And he was just like, I think I want to call in the police. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. I should leave. Um, never heard from him again, but, uh, so play some good jams, nothing too woo, nothing too out there. I wouldn't sage. I would just keep it normal, sit on the floor. If you have some cushions or something and then just sit cross-legged together. And I would do something very simple because they don't, you know, again, you don't want to like freak them out too much. So what I like, um, is this one where it helps with communication. So what you're going to do is it's called a mudra. So mudra is when you put your fingers in certain positions for meditation, um, (laughs) and pleasure. Not those kind of positions. (laughs) So you take your thumb and you bend down your pinky finger. So your thumb is going to go on top of the nail of your pinky. And then your other three fingers are going to shoot out. So your index, middle, and ring fingers are going to shoot out. And then you just place them on top of your knees. And then what you do is you do a simple breath in through the mouth and out through the mouth. Again, we want to be focusing on the mouth here, right? Especially if it's a guy you're into, you're looking for some connection. Mm -hmm. You want him breathing in and out of his mouth. So just soft breaths in through the mouth and then out through the mouth. The eyes are closed looking downward. 
just kind of this experience of them just kind of holding this pose. Their eyes are closed. They're focusing on the O mouth. And and also breath work that's done throughout the mouth is more distracting for the mind than through the nose. So it's um, harder to drift off when you're doing mouth breath. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. So that's something because you kind of have to think a little more. So it, it or not yeah. think a little more, you have to be deliberate in your breath. So then it doesn't give you a chance to think about other things and drift off. So do that for like, you know, three to five minutes or whatever the course of the song is. And you can just tell them that this helps open up communication. Um, it's going to promote less stress. It's going to help them clear their mind. And just, yeah, and just take them through it. And if you want to, sometimes I'll say some things during it. I don't know, just to kind of pep them up a little bit, like during it. I mean, like, give us an example. <laughs> you have to go there now. Okay, so like the song's <laughs> playing. And, and I, I don't start talking right away. Like, first I'll guide them, right? Like, just like close your eyes and, you know, gently starting to inhale in through the mouth and just letting it take its time. Before it feels ready to release back out through the mouth, long and deep, right? You want to use words like that, long and deep, just kind of undulating the breath. I love your meditation right? <laughs> Undulating the breath in, letting it go, and just continuing that cycle of breath, allowing yourself to feel at peace in this moment. All that matters is here and now right? See, it's not creepy to say that. So all that matters is here and now. And then you just kind of let them be in it. And then as you notice, it's starting to come to a close. You just remind them to stay with that breath and to kind of bring their attention to something that really matters to them, something that is important or something that they're looking to bring more success or prosperity to kind of use their language like success or money. You don't want to use woo-woo words. Like they don't really yeah. know abundance and some of that stuff. So, um, you know, something, you know, somewhere where you're looking to advance in your life or, you know, promote to whatever it may be. And as you, you know, allow your, your mind to focus on this level of success, this area where you're looking to expand, just breathe in and just hold this breath, hold this space, hold this thought, and then allow it to drift back out into the world and repeating again, bringing that breath in through the mouth, holding it in and just holding this thought, holding this notion of success, of expansion, of having impact, letting it go. Once more, breathing it all in, holding and releasing and then allowing yourself to come back to your body, relaxing the breath, relaxing the hands. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Oh my God. I just went yeah. with you the whole yeah. time. Yeah. I love and they it. Open their eyes and they're looking at you, baby. It's a good moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and you, then make you make out. out. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's I good. But it. don't, don't you feel ready to make out with someone right now? Yes. I'm like really mm-hmm. excited. I'm like feeling like I, I, no one's home. Mm-hmm. I'm by myself. Where's my Yeah. Head? No one's here either. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go out after this. <laughs> Okay, I have to go back to Vanderpump Rules for a minute because speaking of, yeah. what do you think of Jax and his Reiki yeah. master slash tapping yeah. coach? Yeah, Kelsey. I love Kelsey. I love this whole edition of her. Um, I knew her before she came onto the show. To be honest, though, I love, I, I appreciate her and I like her relationship with Jax. I like that she calls him Jason. And I really feel like she's done a lot of good for him. And it also cracked me up that he thought Reiki was that little sand rake thing from um <laughs> Brookstone yeah, yeah. or whatever I like love that but I really feel like she was doing like a so, lot of good stuff and I feel like he was really receptive 
but I feel like Brittany was really jealous. And I feel like the other cast members or his friends or whatever you want to call them were like dissing on her, which like wasn't cool. I know. I feel like you and I are in the minority because I'm like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. she was actually helping him. She did not have a sexual agenda. She's totally married, but they don't don't show that side Mm -hmm. of her on the show. But we know that and we know that tapping is effective and we know that these practices work, but it was kind of shown on the show that, yeah, he felt Mm -hmm. like she was helping him, but they made it like he was Yes. in love with her and they made it like what she was doing was a little woo woo crazy and that disappointed me because I was like no this is I such know. a good thing let's I know that's what it. I felt I was so excited I even talked about it on my podcast too about like how excited I was that they were bringing it in and then by the end they just like destroyed it which again I, I get like this is the part of reality TV where like when it actually becomes personal you're like oh wait that's not really how it is like I saw my cousin yesterday and she loves the show too and we were talking about it and she was totally on board with like Kelsey being like not okay. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you've got the wrong idea. Right. I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm so yeah, glad oh, you're on for my sure. side. <laughs> Kelsey Patel all the way. I know I'm team Kelsey and um, team Jackson that instance. Cause I feel like he is going to be mm-hmm. okay, but he needs that help. I know. I know. Yeah. Brittany needs yeah, to just, oh, that's a whole nother story. I know. I just met Brittany two days and how ago. How was she in person? She was the <laughs> sweetest, most down to earth, Southern Belle, so sweet, so cute. She was at World Dog Day with her dog. So we took a picture with my dogs. We just chatted and she was sweet. And I didn't say anything about Jax, obviously. I'm not going to. No, no, no. You can't do that. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, she's the sweetest. But, anyways. All right. So, Danielle, if anyone listening is thinking about taking Spirit Junkie Masterclass, what advice would you give them? How did it help you? And what do you think about it? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it definitely helped me. I was one of the first people to sign up for it ever. So really, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The, Gabby told me that in hindsight. She was like, yeah, you're you and like another friend of mine, like you were like the first two to sign up. I was like, I remember oh, that moment. Wow. I had been ready for it. though. Yeah. Like I remember she announced it like back in January on this little like coaster, like in an event I went to in New York and I put the coaster, you know, up on my uh, it wasn't my vision board, but like on my little altar and uh, I was like, I'm going to masterclass. And then she did the webinar and I was like, I'm in, like, I'm taking advantage of this early bird special. Like it wasn't even over. And I like signed up. So uh, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but what I will say, what I got out of it that surprised me. So of course I went in because I was in a space where I was still working my, my nine to five. I was desperately ready to leave it. I wanted to be coaching full time, but I just couldn't figure out how to do it. And so I knew that Spirit Junkie Masterclass was going to help me with that, which it did. What I didn't expect was the community that you gained from it. And that was everything. So whether you take it live or you take it in the digital format, take advantage of the Facebook groups, take advantage of spirit junkies that are in your city. Don't be afraid to say like, Hey, like I live in Houston. Are there any spirit junkies here and get together? I have made so many amazing friends, collaborations, and just, you know, referrals, right? Like we refer each other and it's just, it it makes you feel like you're not alone in all of this. So I'd say, you know, not only are you going to get incredible tools and teachings from Gabby about, you know, just jumpstarting your own um, dreams around being a leader in this space. But in addition, like take advantage of the community. It, it literally, I believe was the, the biggest catalyst for me. That is so true. Yeah. Me too. And like the past few years, I've really found my tribe because I was like, 
coming into this space, like I'm becoming more and more mm-hmm. spiritual and I would rather meditate yep. than go out drinking. I'm plant-based. So I would rather go to a vegan restaurant than a Hollywood restaurant. And so here I am feeling very alone as I'm coming more and more into the space. And I was discovering my vegan tribe in LA at the same time as I was discovering my spirit junkie tribe, which is all over because we're in the Facebook groups and we're so and just the feeling of not being alone and knowing there are people that you can talk to and turn to at any moment, any time of day, because they're spirit junkies on every coast. So like I'm, I can talk to someone in Ireland in the middle of the night, right? Who's someone that I met once, but we have now become good friends because we're in the same space. Or like you said, business collaborations, things like that. I mean, I can't tell you how many spirit junkies have been on the podcast now because I can vibe with so many of them. And I just want to share their stories on the show like you and spread the message of what everyone is doing because we're all doing really cool stuff in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's it's good stuff. <laughs> 100%. All right, Danielle, is there anything you want to leave us with? Any pearls of wisdom or what, what would your final words to Food Heals Nation be? I mean, I just taught everyone how to hook up with a dude. What what more is there? <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever taught us that. So Yay. I think yeah, but uh, I guess from a, <laughs> a more spiritually serious perspective, I would say, you know, the biggest thing is when it comes to things like trying to be more spiritual or embodying who you are, don't be afraid to just go there. Don't be afraid to really allow yourself to go to that space of who was I before anyone else told me otherwise. And when you can go to that space, that's where you get legs and that's where you start to move and walk and pace and jog and eventually run and take off. And so if you're in this space where you're like, I feel like there's more for me. I feel like I can't connect to my purpose. I I don't know where to go from here. And I don't care if that's in you trying to be a spiritual entrepreneur or you trying to get a promotion at your job or you trying to figure out your relationship, whatever is going on where you're feeling stuck, go back to that place in time. Who was I before all of this? Who was I when it didn't matter what anyone else thought? Who was I before I was confused? Who was I before I felt conflicted? And I'm telling you, there's so much gold there that you can really work with to move forward. And it always helps me whenever I feel like I'm trapped or, you know, confused about where I'm going or what I'm doing. So don't be afraid to go to that place and don't be afraid to then take ownership of that if it still feels really ripe and juicy and good for you. And just go for it. Like you can't fail. Like you were, you're here on purpose. So like live on purpose and just trust and let magic happen to you. Like, please. It's so much fun when you do. Oh, hashtag <laughs> preach. I love that. Thank you so much for those beautiful pearls of wisdom. And Danielle, where can everyone find you online, stalk you on Instagram, watch your hilarious and serious videos? Cause you have both listen to your podcast, all that good stuff. Give us all the goods. Yeah. So Daniel Mercurio is where it's at for most of the stuff. So you can clearly go to my website, danielmercurio.com. Most of my uh, social media handles are Daniel Mercurio. Also YouTube channel, Daniel Mercurio. Instagram is where I have the most fun these days. So definitely come on, watch my stories. And uh, I have a lot of fun there. And then uh, my podcast is Gypsy After Hours. So you can search that in iTunes, Stitcher, all the things. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can also listen to Gypsy After Hours. And I would love to connect in whatever way feels best for you. Yes. So you have a new podcast to add to your playlist, Gypsy After Hours. If you like the conversation we had today, you know, Danielle has conversations like this all the time. And so go over, check her out. Danielle, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. I had a lot of fun. 
All right, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for listening to my interview with Danielle. She is one of my favorite spirit junkies that I have met along this journey, the spiritual journey that I've been on for quite some time now. And her podcast is great. Definitely check it out if you like ours. I know you're going to love hers. If you like the Spirit Junkie series, you're definitely going to like everything that she has to offer. If you're with us, if you're enjoying these episodes and you want to learn more about becoming a Spirit Junkie and taking that next step and taking Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital, which is the best course, the best online course on the internet. It is so beautifully done. It's got so much knowledge and wisdom, and I just feel good when I watch it. I learn something new every time. To this day, I have taken it multiple times. I just watch the modules over and over. Whatever it is I need to hear at that time is usually what I press play on. So whether it's something I really need to learn about healing trauma or whether it's something I really need to learn about upping my social media Instagram game, it's all there because it's geared towards spiritual entrepreneurs, people who want to give back to the world and want to serve and want to make money doing it. And that's why I love it. And so not only do you have teachers like Gabby, but she brings on some incredible people to teach you about things like how to build digital courses, people that teach you how to write a book, how to sell a book, how to market a book, how to get a publisher all of that good stuff. Um, And I wanted to play you a clip from one of my favorite people, Jordan Bach, who is there to speak about spiritual social media and kind of breaks it down, like how to make a real impact in the social media world. So I'm going to play some clips for you. Focus on the impact that you want to make and don't worry about the arena that you have. As soon as you start focusing on the arena, it drags your ego into it and you lose sight of, of, of your ultimate goal, which is to be a source of of grace and illumination in the lives of other people. If you focus on the gifts that you're here to bring and you focus on that impact, as your impact increases, so will the arena you're given to serve. So I love that clip because it is really about us making an impact using our gifts, sharing our gifts with the world, and that is a way that we can help others. And so the reason I love Spirit Junkie Masterclass so much is because we have Gabby, We've got Jordan. We've got people talking about the spiritual values to have going into your business. But then we also have them break down the tools and tactics to get there. So I'm going to play a couple of more clips that really break down how to do social media spiritually, because I know a lot of people have a block around that and how to put themselves out there and how, how often to post and what to post and all that good stuff. So Jordan is going to break down some of that for us. In Spirit Junkie Masterclass, I want you to see a little taste of what you could get if you decide to join. You can join right now at spiritjunkienation.com. Of course, you can watch the free videos and opt into the email list at foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby. So wherever you are, you can start right now, get the emails, get the free videos, or you can join us right now. But I'll play you a few more clips to get you excited and jazzed up as I am. I'm all about the sexy selfie. Okay, so I'm not going to stay. <laughs> Have fun and be yourself. We're all about your sexy selfies, you honey. We, we'll take it. So, so like be yourself and, and part of yourself is your ego. So if you spend your entire life trying, you know, there's the Kundalini meditation I love that I just did this morning, Ego Eradicator. But Yogi Bhajan said something, you know, like don't try and eradicate your ego. Instead of trying to get rid of your ego, use it to serve the purposes of your soul. 
So how can you use your ego? How can you use your personality to serve the purposes of your soul? And so whatever body you're in, if you're hot or you're not, or you're skinny or you're big or whatever, how can you use your body, your personality, your voice to serve the world? And before you click post, you know, ask yourself, who am I serving here? Is my intention here to get something or to give something? So I love that clip because of the very last line. Is your intention to give or to get? When we are in alignment and our intention is to give, that is when people receive and they receive what it is that you want to share in such a loving way. And when you go into it from a place of what can I get out of this, that is an inauthentic way of marketing. And so one thing that Gabby really teaches and that Jordan teaches is how to authentically be yourself and bring a tribe together of people who want to hear the message that you have to share. Gabby often talks about preach to your choir. Don't try and convert people. Oh my God, that was such a relief for me when I stopped trying to convert people and just started talking to the people who got me and then more came because my energy had shifted from the, here's what I believe, here's what I believe and you have to believe it too, to how cool is this? And that's the energy of sharing versus con trying to convert. It's just sharing. So that's another great clip. You know, you will attract the tribe when you are vibing at your true core personality of exactly who you are and not trying to convert the people who are never going to resonate with your message. So I am not going to spend a lot of time and energy in a place of trying to convert meat eaters to vegans because that wouldn't serve me. What I'm going to do is speak to those who are vegan curious, right? I'm going to speak to those who are on the fence and who want to learn more. And I'm going to educate them and share my story with them. And I hope that by sharing my story with them, something resonates and they are inspired to make a change. Because when I come at it from that perspective and speaking to the person who I used to be, I used to be the person who was curious about holistic health, was curious about the vegan and vegetarian diet, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know why to do it. I wasn't sold yet, but I was so curious. And so I had those messages sent to me, right, through books and podcasts and all kinds of things. And that's when I began my journey of change because other people inspired me. So I want to be someone to inspire others that they can change because of where I am right now in my life. But I'm not going to come at it from a place of you must change and you must be like me. You have to be vegan and you have to be spiritual. And that's the end. And the, there's only one way because that is not in alignment with who I am, what my message is. And it's not going to change anyone's minds because when people see that, they go running for the hills, right? We all know <laughs> people who have messages like that and you get turned off. Sometimes I get, I see people who give messages like that, even in things that I believe in, and it makes me not believe in what I already believe in because of the way that they're presenting the messaging. So if you're careful about your messaging, you really can have an impact when you're authentically who you are. And that's why I love Spirit Junkie Masterclass because they really teach you how to do all of these things in such an authentic and loving way. When you're in an energy of, of sharing, uh, there's even if someone isn't actually interested in your message, they'll still feel that vibration. They won't they won't necessarily they, they won't resist the post because it's posted with an intention and energy that can be felt. So don't in any way uh, dis d uh, diminish the energy behind the intention. Don't diminish it. So that's another good one. It's like the energy that you have behind a post will be felt 
by the person who is looking at the post, reading the post, looking at your picture. And so make sure that each post that you make in social media is an integrity with who you are. And if it feels out of integrity, hey, it's okay to delete that. It's okay to get rid of it. Let's start again. Let's do this authentically. And then what about the haters? You know, I say you haven't made it until you get your first negative comment. So the first time we got a negative comment on the podcast where, you know, someone gave us a one star rating review and said things about us that I didn't agree with, but hey, everyone has a right to their opinion. Instead of dwelling on the negative and the fact that they were dogging on us, I said, yes, we've made it because we've reached enough people that we finally have our first hater. So let's see what Jordan has to say about haters. The most hateful thought someone else has about me that they actually write down or voice, I've already thought about myself and even worse, (laughs) right? So I think of it as my own thoughts. And what do I do when I have a thought like that? I return to my spiritual practice. I breathe, you know, I say only loving thoughts are true. Forgive and delete. And forgive and delete and block relentlessly. (laughs) You know, like block people. And, and also one of the most powerful things, Oprah's husband, Stedman Graham, he has like a very lo- like low activity social media feed kind of, but I follow him on Twitter and his tweets are really good. And one of them was, he said, um, when confronted with negativity, say nothing. And on social media, nothing is, more, is, is truer. Just don't engage. As soon as you engage, as soon as you're like, oh, I have a really good thing to say. It, it, it blows up. Just ignore, delete, and yeah, that annoys people more than anything. That really gets them. Of course, the miracle teaches that insistence is in, means investment. So if you're insisting on investing in the illusions of others, you're poor too, right? So, so don't, don't respond. Forgive and delete. Say a prayer. Uh, the people that are angry on the internet, they're not happy people. So forgive and delete Food Heals Nation. That is something that I definitely have learned from Spirit Junkie Masterclass and from this journey. And it really does help. And so if you're interested in these principles and you want to learn more, like I said earlier, there's lots of ways you can do that. You can take Gabby's free video training at foodhealsnation.com slash Gabby. If you're ready to sign up right now, you know we've got fabulous bonuses for you at spiritjunkienation.com. One of my favorite bonuses is we've got an organic vegan swag bag for you, all brand new products that I'm super excited to share with you. That'll be shipped to you as soon as you sign up. So that one's really exciting. We've got lots of other bonuses. Just go to spiritjunkienation.com, check them out. Feel free to email me if you really do have questions about Spirit Junkie Masterclass. I truly believe in the power of it to heal your wounds, and to help your business and your life thrive. But feel free to reach out and ask me any questions. Info at foodhealsnation.com. You can also reach me in the Food Heals Facebook group, foodhealsgroup.com on Facebook, or just Google Food Heals Nation Facebook group. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. Thanks so much for being with us. Shout out to Danielle for an awesome interview. See you next time. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben & Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.